0: Okay, good evening, everyone. I'm Malacham Rukh Continuing in our series on State Fair Ba'amidbar, the uh, Shir Mansir sponsored by our dear friend Rabbi Isaac Yostolovsky, Lilo Nishmas, his father Rabbi Shabsi, Ben Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac, and from our good friend Dr. Zakheim and family, Lilo Nishmas, Rabbi Shloimeh Eliezer, Ben Harab Yaakov. Shalom Hashem Naliyah, B'yomel Tziosher for the Homishpacha, Ad Gal Tzedek. Tonight, Shira is sponsored by our dear friend, Rav Gadalia Schwartz, in honor of his niece's chasana. Tonight, Shira Golding, from Atlanta to Elchanan Lazar in Baltimore. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Thank you, Rav Gadalia. Okay, so we have a few commercials to make. Number one, Baruch Hashem, uh, the new book on uh, Tisha B'av and the three weeks just was released yesterday. And... Art scrolls very fast. They had them in the stores even before my copy got to my house. So that's that's pretty good. I got pictures that the book was ready in Passaic next to their warehouse, and I was still waiting for my copy, you know. So that's, uh, that means they're doing a good job. And uh, it's available after the share tonight. Also, if anybody still wants to join our trip next weekend, we still have some slots. We're going to Chassam Soifer and Bratislava and Rav for Shabbos and uh, the Archa Shulchan, the Bura, the Kitzur Shulchan Arach, and many others. Okay, Parshas Balak. This is a very interesting question. Uh, this question comes from a sefer we've never featured before. The name of the sefer is Birchas Avram, of Rabbi Avram Shapiro of Kavna. And, and he says, out of the 53 Parshas in the Torah, five Parashas are named after a person. So you have Parshas Noyach, Parshas Yisroi, Parshas Kairach, Parshas Balak, and Parshas Pinchas. Four out of the five you can make a case for, one of them seems to be inexplicable. Noyach. I mean, Noyach's a pretty, Noyach's a good guy. Noyach is Tzadik. You know, they don't call everybody a Tzadik. So, um, you know, if they call you a Tzadik, you deserve to get a a Parsha in the Torah. You know, and they don't say I'm a Tzadik, they say Noyach's a Tzadik. So he gets a Parsha. Fine. Then YisroY. YisroY was a big guy. YisroY had a whole parsha name. He added a parsha to the Torah. The parsha of Yad HaSechazah was the Chiddush of YisroY. So he, he gets a parsha named after him. Koyrach. Koyrach was a big lamdan. Koyrach was a big tamad chacham. He had very lambdish akashahs with chelas. He was a zakin, the yoshev v'yeshiva. In fact, the Mekubalim say, Tzadik katamar yifrach, soifei teva is koyrach which means in the end, in the end, Sadek he was a righteous man. Maybe he even did tshuva. I don't know where the Berchus Avram gets that from. But ultimately, Koyrach was uh, from the Levium and he was a very sharp man, so he gets a passion named after. him. And Pinchas turned into a I mean, who deserves a parasha more than Pinchas? But Balak, I mean, the man wanted to curse, destroy be machshel. He wanted to kill us in this world. He wanted to, us to stumble in sin and get rid of us. He wanted to annihilate us. He hired Bilam against us. We were hungry, we were thirsty. He didn't bring us water. The man is wicked through and through. Why does he deserve to have a parasha name? He's not even the main character in the parsha. Most of the words in the parsha. If you didn't count yet, it's one thousand. It's five hundred and forty-three words that Bilam said. It's five hundred forty-three words about that Bilam says in the sweet parsha. Maybe we'll talk about that more on Shabbos. So Bilaam's the main character. He's the one who's the Navi on par with Moshe. Bila, it should be called Parsha's Bilam. No, Parsha's Bala. So we're now going to feature a sefer we've never quoted before. And I think this is a humorous, what it says in this sefer, but here it goes. This is attributed to Rav Meir And he says as follows. There was once, he heard this from Rav Yosef Ben Baruch, the elder, one time Rav Meir Mishlan, this is called in the Sefer Divrei Meir was in a particular shul and this shul had a rabbi the rabbi was a nice man he was a good speaker he was a good social director he was not a major Talmud Chacham Fine. he got called up to an aliyah Rav Meir Meir was there Maybe he was poking fun. Maybe this was legitimate. He asked the rabbi, Rabbi, before you... Now, there are no kaihanim in the shul. So, by the way, any for all you gaboim out there, this really irks me. If there is no kohanim in the shul, you must give the first aliyah to the biggest That's That's uh, how it goes. Okay. So they gave the aliyah to the rabbi. And, but Mary said, before you make the brach, I just want to ask you, you know, this is Parsha's balak. Could you explain to me why this man, before, before I even ask, he says, is balak a yid or a guy? So the rabbi strokes his beard. He says, in he's uh, a guy. So he says, so why would there be a, a Parsha named after this guy who wanted to destroy Kla Yisrael? So the rabbi thinks, he says, uh, I have no idea. So Mary Parmesan said, let me tell you a tarot. One time I was traveling with some of my uh, friends and we were walking through the forest. Back in the day they were always walking through the forest and whenever they were walking through the forest it always rained and whenever it rained it rained very hard and it was freezing and they were going to die from the cold and the rain. They didn't know what to do. If they went a little longer they would have expired and suddenly a guy comes running after them. Please come into my home. I'll give you a warm bed. I'll give you a hot Water. I'll give you a hot bath. So they follow the guy into the house, and he gives them hachnosos orchim like Abraham So all these five rabbis, they're in the the room in the bedroom, and they're all arguing: Is this guy? Is he an erlachagai, or is he not an guy So some of the rabbis said he, he he's a very erlachagai. He caught, he came out in the freezing cold. He brought us into his house. He's giving us hot water. He's <laughs> He, he gives us mint chocolate mints. He's an erlechagai, and mi Pamerchlan says no, he's not an erlechagai. Now Yiddish is not my first language, or my second, or my third, but mi Pamerchlan said this guy is an a lechagai, which means he's an ice barf. He's not an erlechagai. So they're fighting. How do you know? He's a nice guy. He brought us into his house. He's giving us hospitality. Um, um Ehrlich. Um, er- her- what is Um Ehrlich? Not, her- not er- er- lecha. See, you learned something. I learned something today. Um Ehrlich guy. He's not an Ehrlich Um means not? Um. Not. Nah. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, so they said they're going to go to their rabbi. And whatever the rabbi, whatever the grand rabbi says, they're going to decide about the status of this guy based on their grand rabbi. So the grand rabbi turns to the rabbis and he says, well, "Do you think he's a good guy?" They say he's a great guy. He's a mamish like Abraham Avinu. So he turns to a mayor and he says, Rameir knew, what do you say?" I say he's an Omer lachagai. The rabbi said, "What's the Rai? You have a Rai from the Torah. He's an umar lachagai." He said, "Yeah." Rashi quotes in Parshas Vayishlach when Esav came to greet Yaakov, Omer Reb Shimon Bar Yechai, halacha biyadua sheEsav son It is a well-established halacha that Esav hates Yaakov. And therefore, this guy is an Omer, because he's not following the Halacha. The Halacha is, Goyim have to hate us. Halacha bi-aduash, it's a fact of life. It's a reality of life that Akum are anti-Semites. It's a Halacha. So this guy is not following the Halacha, so he's not an Erol, he's an, Omer, an so the rabbi is about to get the Aliyah, he's, He's hearing this. I see He says, Yeah, what does it have to do with Balak." So Mayor of says, I don't understand. You have all these Goyim. You have all these, you know, liberal Democrats who they make believe they're friendly with Jews, but behind their back, they want to stab them. They want to connive them. They want to... These are not Elisha Goyim because they're making believe like they they like us. No! I have a question that Rami Pamershan says to this rabbi. What's Balak doing? Why did he start up with us? Why did he hire Bilam? Didn't he know that Torah says Al mayav"? We weren't going to harm Mayav. We weren't endangering Mayav. So why does he try to annihilate us? You know why? Because he was following the halacha. Halacha Biadua She'Esav Soen yakov. So Balak is an er l'chagai. and you can name a parsha after an er <laughs> I think it's a joke. But uh, that's what Rameh Rame R. Parmishan said. The reason why you have Parshas Balak is because he's a, a real anti-Semite. He's a kosher anti-Semite. He's an erlocha anti-Semite. He's following the sinas chinom. He's following the uh, anti-Semitism. Mahajin menah Mahajin. And therefore there's a parsha named after. Okay. I would uh, assume that this is bederach tzachos. As they say, it's in a humorous fashion. But the Berchas Avram offers a different answer. Again, why? Why there's a Parsha named after Parsha's Balak? Why there's a Parsha named after <laughs> Parsha's Balak? Says the Berchas Avram. The Gemara says in Mesech Soita, take a look on your sheets, the number. 50. Amar Rav Yehuda Amarab. You should always learn Torah and do mitzvahs not for its own sake. From coming from doing it, you'll come to do it. Why? And the reward for the forty-two carbonos that Balak was makriv, he was zeicheh. That who came out from him Roshamoya Via. And who came out from Rus? Shlaimai. Who brought 1,000 karbanois. So from Balak's karbanois, shaloi Lishma, it came out thousands of karbanois Lishma. That's the Gemara in Saita. Says so the Berkha Let's think about it. Where did Rus come from? Where did Mashiach come from? Who is the Zeda of Mashiach? Who is the Zeda of David Amelach? Raise your hand if you come from David HaMalach. You could assume that you come from David HaMalach, unless you're a Kayin or a Levi. Yeah? So... Um, who, who's the Zaydah of David? Who's our Zaydah? Balak. So, if Balak did enough of a mitzvah that he broke Harbonites, that he was Zaycha for David to come from him, and for Rus to come from him, then Lachairah, he has enough merit to have a Parsha named after him as well. If he could be the progenitor of the Mashiach, then he has enough merit to have a Parsha in the Torah named after him as well. So, basically, the end of the, the upshot is, although Balak was a Rasha, he certainly had enough Suchos to be the progenitor of Mashiach and that's going to award him enough merit to have a, t- a partial in Torah named after him. So let's begin in the following way. What's the halacha if uh, for whatever reason a shul does not read the Torah one week, one Shabbos? Say, so how would that happen? It just happened about a year ago, you know, where we went months and months and months without Kriyasa Torah. There's a big shila whether you have to make up the Kriyasa Torah. There are some Paiskin that say the next time you go to shul, you make up all the parashios you miss. We're not necessarily noyig that way, but the Sefer Zechar Avram brings that one year, in the year 1763, they missed Parashas Chukas, and then Parashas, they missed Parashas, excuse me, Kairach, and then the next week, Chukas Balak, they read Kairach, Chukas, and Balak. Interesting. Parashas Koyrach, Chukas, and Balak—they all have something in common. They all are consist of three letters, and all three parshiyos have a kuf in them. The only thing is, Koyrach begins with a kuf, Chukas has a kuf in the middle, and Balak has a kuf in the end. The kuf keeps on moving. Yeah, Koyrach—it's in the beginning. Chukas—it's in the middle. Balak—it's in the end. What's the significance of that? So we said, oh, it was on last week's parsha sheet. And this is quoted in the Sefer, <laughs> Lachazois Benoyam Hashem of Rav Sha'altiel Koyen. He says over from the Maral that the letter Kuf stands for Kedusha. Kairach Kairach was a good man. He started off as a Tzadik. He started off as one of the Noisei HaAroin. He started off as a Kaddosh man. But he ended off... Uh, uh, under the ground, crying for his life. So Koyrach starts with a kuf. That's why the letter kuf is the first letter of Koyrach because he started with Kadusha. We then go to Parshas Chukas. Parshas Chukas starts with a guy who's Tamei. He's not Kodosh. He touched a dead body. Then we, then we sprinkle on him the ashes of Paraduma. So in the middle he has a kuf. Then the guy who sprinkled on him, he becomes Tamei. So Chukas has a kuf in the middle. He starts with Tamei the guy who springs to the end of Tomei, but the guy in the middle, he has Kedusha. Balak, on the other hand, he's a bad guy. He's a Rasha. But his end is good, because what's the end of Balak? Rus, David Amelach. That's why he got a parsha named after him. So Balak has a kuf in the end. Now, when I saw this Dvar Torah, I was quite incredulous, because this does not sound like anything the Maral would say. The, I mean, the kuf in the beginning, kuf in the middle, kuf in the end. I did not think the Maral said this. So sure enough, I did a search in all the writings of the Maral. So you say, how do you do that? It's very easy these days. It's called the computer. And I don't think the Maral says this. Although it's brought in many from from Rab Avram Simcha Horowitz of Barnav, who is a master of Ramazan. This is right up his alley. And sure enough, he's the one who says it. So I believe that's where it comes from. Bottom line is the upshot is, Parshas Balak ends in a kuf. The letter, the le- kuf is the final letter of Balak to indicate that he had kedusha in his end, namely Rus and David In fact, the holy sefer Ben La Ashri, you know about the Ben La Ashri, right? The tzaddik of Ranana, Rabbi Yitzchok Hakohen Huberman, who was a chabrusa of my great grandfather in the city of Sachachov. The, the the tzaddik of Ranana was never blessed with children. And his Sefer is like his progeny. And he gives a bracha that anyone who says over his Devei Torah, he will bail them out of any trouble in this world or the next world. Okay, so every week we try to print uh, Devei Torah from the Tzadik You, If you want to get it to your inbox every Friday, you go to our site. Sender gets it. Sender prints it out. And sometimes he even gives it to Rabbi Finer. Right? Okay. And Rabbi Finer sometimes even reads it. Okay. When I give it to him? As long as you give it to him. Okay. So, you go to our site, RabbiDG.com. You could subscribe and you could get a Lashanah Kodesh handout. You could get an English handout. Anyway, the Ben Lashri says as follows. Look, let's examine the letters of Balak. Starts with a Bez. Then you have a lamid, Then you have a kuf. What else starts with the letter Bez? Voracious. Voracious. Lamed. What else ends in a Lamed? The Torah. The and then the Kuf. So Balak's name is a holy name. He has the, his name starts with the Be'ez that the Torah starts with. Next is Lamed that the Torah ends with. And Kuf is Kedusha to seal it up. But Balak's plan was to distort and pervert and corrupt the whole thing. He goes to Bilam. and he says, Lokhoiv, O Yevai Lokhoiv. Take the Lamed. That's the end. Put it in the beginning. Take the kuf that's supposed to seal it. I'm going to separate with the kuf between the lamid and the bays. The lamid at the end of the Torah, the bais in the beginning. I'm going to separate with the kuf. Okay. Marv rabbi say, I want to share with you the billion dollar question of the night. Until now, this, we're just getting warmed up. We're having some fun, some nice debate Torah to, to say over at your table. Will the will Bilam please st- Balak please stand up and tell us where does he come from? <laughs> what do I mean by that? So the parasha begins. <speaking in Hebrew> so mayav says to so, Zikne Midyan, these Jews they're gonna lick up and kick up all of our surrounding area like an ox eats up grass. By the way, Uvalak ben Siphar, Mayav by the way, the king of Mayav at that time was Balak. By the way, the Ramban asks: This is like the third, the fourth pasuk in the parsha. Why doesn't the parsha begin? Vayar Balak ben Melech Mayav. Why don't we say he's the king of Mayav when we introduce him in the beginning? Why are we waiting until here? That's the Ramban's kasha. We'll t- we'll talk about that soon. Balak ben Sipur was the king of Moab at that time. <laughs> Says Rashi, what do you mean at that time? Says Rashi, lo hayo la malchus. Balak was not worthy for the job. Menesichei Midyan haya. He was a governor of Midyan. But when Sichain died, what does that mean when Sichain died? You have to know, when the Jews were passing by Moab, they were not authorized to attack Moab. God said, i al saras Moab. Mayav. Moab's our cousin went out and attack them. So how do we get in? Sichain came, conquered Moab. And Sichain purified Mayav and allowed us to then go into Mayav because it wasn't the land of Mayav, it was now the land of Sichain. So Balak was the officer of Midian. And when Sichain died, they made him the king of Mayav on an itinerant basis. In other words, he was a, a, a prince, a governor of Midian, and they made him the king of Mayav. Isn't that interesting? By the way, do you remember in Parshas Matos, it lists the five kings of Midian? V.S. Yeah. Yes, look at number 11. V.S. Malchay Midyan Hargu al-Chalilehem, S.E.V. V.S. Rechem, V.S. Zur, V.S. Chur, V.S. Reva, Chamesh, Malchay Midyan. Yeah. Says the in number 10. What was Balak doing as the king of Moav? He was a prince of Midian. Like it says, As F-V-V-S-Rakim. The Medrash seems to be saying that one of these five guys in this Pasuk is Balak. Who is he? I never knew this, by the way. Do you know who Balak is? I never knew. And this is not the first time I cracked open a Chumash in my life. I never knew who Balak was. And not only that, I never met someone who knew who Balak was. Who, which one of these five guys is Balak? Is he Evi? Is he he, uh, Rekem? Is he Tzur? Is he Chur? Is he Reva? Says the man Kahuna, he's Tzur! My goodness, he's Tzur? I know who Tzur is. Who was the father of the woman who was Mazaneh with Zimri? Kazbi? Abbas, Sur. And she was a princess. Who was her daddy? Balak. Raise your hand if you knew that. I didn't know that. Not only that, I never met anyone who knew that. Cosby's father was Sur. Now, last year we learned, do you remember this from the Spinka Rebbe, the Imre Yosef, who the Gemara says, how many acts of relations... Did Zimri live with Casbi that evening? 424 begamachia Mashiach ben David because he thought she was the girl who Mashiach would come from. Why did he think that? She was from Midian. Not only that, her father was Balak. Now we're learning Balak was from Midian. So Balak was from Midian. And Casbi basur was Casbi was from Midian. And why was he called Sur? You know, the Pasuk says, lachem. That's a remnant to the fact that they came from Sur Bala. So now we come to an amazing question. You never heard such a good question, at least today. This is the question of the Maharit in the Kedushan. You ready for this question? The Maharit was written by Rab Yosef Mitrani. Rab Yosef Mitrani was the son of Rab Moshe Mitrani. Ramosha Moshe was a contemporary of the Arizal. And Rab Yosef Metrani, when his mother was expecting him, the Ramak came, Rav Moshe and he said to her, this kid's name will be Yosef. The Alshech was present when he was born, and the whole house filled up with light. He wrote a parish on Kedushim called Maharit, he wrote a commentary on Chumash called Safnas Paneach, not to be confused with the Rav and he has a billion-dollar question. Could somebody please tell me, what's this whole big rash? Everyone's making a big deal. Could David marry into the Jewish people because his grandmother was Rus, and Rus was a Moabite? What? Rus was a Moabite? How was she a Moabite? The Gemara says, and we just saw it, the Gemara says in Saitah that in the merit of all the Carbonoids that Balak brought, he merited to have Rus, from who came David. Well, if Rus came from Balak, then Ruth is not a Moabite. She's from Midian. So what's this whole big thing? Could you marry a girl from Moab? No, Moab, the whole thing is nonsense. She's not a Moabite. She's not a Moabit. She's not a Moabet. She doesn't come from Moab. She comes from Midian. And you're allowed to accept from Midian. David, King David, didn't come from Mayav. He came from Midian. Because Balak was from the princes of Midian, and he became a temporary king of Mayav. So what's this whole thing? Pliny Ammoni says, no, I can't marry her because she's from Mayav. She's not from Mayav. She's from Midian. The whole, the whole story, this whole Rus business that they've been telling you your whole life. Ah, oh, could you marry her? Could you not marry her? Pliny Ammoni was afraid. She's from Mayav, but Bayaznu, Mayaviv, Mayaviv, she ain't from Mayav. She's from Midian. David HaMelech was a Midyani. Oh! So Dr. Adler says, maybe Balak was married to a Moabite. That's why the Marid asks this question on the Gemara that says, achar hazachar. Because the Gemara says, by Goyim we follow the father. So even if Ma- Balak was married to a Moabite woman, the child would be a Midyani, a Midyani not a Moabite. So this whole story, all well, the last... You know, I, I live off my Aviva and my avia. That's like my bread and butter. That's one of my go-to uh, subjects. So basically well, we take that and scratch it. So it comes out, by the way, all great people come from Midian. Masha, yes. Sort of? Yes, right. Yes, right. right. Balak? David? Shlaimai? Rus. I mean, Midian's a place to be. Whoever heard of Mayav? <coughs> Nobody calls him no, Mayav. And this whole thing, oh they come from light. They don't come from light like a hole in the head. They don't come from light. Well light has nothing to do with this. How close was Midian to my Close. Forty seven yeah, kilometers. I don't know. The <laughs> land. <laughs> no, no, no idea. Not sure. Same yeah. region Middle East. Google it. Middle East. That's the Kasha of the Marit. Good Kasha, no? Amazing question. Tonight we're going to give three approaches to answer this question. So how, how could you say this when everybody else disagrees with this? Nobody disagrees with that. But, but, but everybody... Everyone everybody, always says, They're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Gemara says, the Rashi brings that... Uh, I mean, it's the Rashi. Rashi how says, and that's what it says in Mattois. Sur was the king of Midian. And who's Sur? Balak. Look at number 13. Now look at this. was in Rus was Eglon was the son of Balak, which would then make Eglon a Midianie. And then Rus would be a midianis So she ain't from Mayav. So, like the Gemara says, in the merit of the 42 Karbanis that Balak brought, he was Zoicha, that David came from him and Rus came from him. But the question is, what's this whole business in Yavam Estaf Ayin Vav? David Doyik said he's not Roy Loveikahal because he comes from Rus, because Amani Vlei Amanis, Mayavi Mayavis, he comes from Midian. Rus Midian is Haisa Vlei so the Marit gives three answers. The Marit says, Was it always true, La Yavai Mayavi Was it always true? It wasn't always true. In the times of uh, Yitzchak, you come marry a Moabite? No, it doesn't say that yet. It wasn't given yet. It was given because of a story. Who was the king of Ma'yav at the time of that narrative? Balak. So when God said Moabites cannot marry into the Jewish people, he meant this Moabite nation. Now, who was the king of the Moabites then? Boloch. But he came from Midian. It doesn't matter. He was the king of this people, and God labeled this people with a prohibition that nobody from this people could marry into the Jewish people. That's the first answer of the Marit. Answer number two. What's the reason why Moab cannot marry into the Jewish people? Because when the Jews were famished and hungry and thirsty, they didn't bring us food and water. The government did not sponsor refreshments when the Jews entered Mayav. Now, who's the government? Well, Balak's the king. So that means, more than anybody else, more than anybody, who's responsible for not feeding the Jewish people when we were traveling through? Balak! So if the people are stamped with the prohibition, it certainly applies to Balak. Number three... The Torah says that why is Balak Asr? Why is Balak Asr? Why is uh, Mayav Asr? Because they hired Bilam to curse us. Yeah, and who paid Bilam to curse us? Balak. So the prohibition that applies to... The people applied to Balak as well. Basically, friends, all these three answers are saying Balak was Midianite and Rus was Midianite. But even though they are from Midian, they are still... Asr, there's still Asr because the prohibition of marrying someone from Midyam, uh, from Mayav, applied to Balak. Now, this is very interesting. Because the permission to marry the female from Mayav, you have to say, applies to applies to Mayav and applies to Midian as well. Because only men higher villam and only men bring out food and drink and okay so it's a very interesting thing all these three answers are basically saying that david amach did not come from mayav right in other words this that we say david came from mayav and by the way who destroyed mayav david destroyed mayav why cuz he came from mayav no he didn't everything they told you your entire life was not true they duped you they fooled you Ma- uh, David doesn't come from Mayav, Rus doesn't come from Mayav, you don't come from Mayav, I don't come from Mayav. We come from Midian. We're Midianites, we're not Moabites. Interesting, no? That's according to the Maharit. The Maharit wrote a sefer on Chumash called Safnas Paneach. In the Tzafnas Paneach, he quotes Pisgay Taisur. Take a look at number 14 and 15. Well, not, not the rubber trouble. What? Not the rubber, not the rubber No. But, but didn't Boaz know that? Or, I mean, we're just finding out about it now? I mean, Boaz wasn't. How would one Boaz know it. about it? I mean, no, so here, so you have to say, right, well, if we know that Bala came from Midian, then right. Boaz knew also. Right. And also Pliny Plinyamoyni knew. Oh. Right? right? And that means Pliny Plinyamoyni held that not only are the male Gairim from Midian prohibited, the female Gairim from Midian are prohibited. And, I mean, it's the same story, it's just whatever applies to mayav applies to Midian. Good question. The Bible, the, the scriptures, in Ruth, in the beginning of chapter 1, the passage says, So it doesn't call them, It says, They were living in Mayav. Are you an American? In America, in You're an American. <laughs> 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 yeah, so they're Moabites, yeah. That's a good answer. But they're really Midianim. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. When, Sh- when Shul inquired about uh, Moab, David had a, a lineage to Moab. Uh, when we started to get nervous. Same, I mean, it means whatever issues Mayav had, David had as well, because he came from Bolak, who was the king of Mayav. By the way, according to this, did David and Rus come from light? No, Sheikhs. Light has nothing to do with anything. Light was the progenitor of Mayav, but we don't come from Mayav, we come from Midian. So if we would ever find a chazal that links light with Rus. And there are many. We're up there, we're in hot water. Okay? And we're gonna see. The the truck. The truck I built. That pivotal time. That David HaMelech was there. For example, the Medrash says on the words, Unachayame Avinu zara, that they, the Benoistor, were bringing the Melech HaMashiach. The whole thing, what do you mean bring the Melech HaMashiach? What does Mashiach have to do with light? Mashiach doesn't come from Mayav, the Mashiach comes from Midian. Toysvah seems to address this question but not a regular tesis, the pisgay tesis. Now the pisgay I believe, was written by Rishain. It's summaries of tesis in very short lines. Look at the Gemara in number 15. The Gemara says, Rus bitay shall egloin benoy shall mayav. So egloin was the son of Balak. So egloin was a midyani, and Rus was his daughter, which would make Rus a midyani as well, because you follow the father. Comes Toysvis, the Gemara doesn't mean, Bass Benoy. Says Toysvis in Nunvav, Balak Hayyam in a Siheh Midyan. Ubita'i nisei slimayavi. He had a son-in-law who was a Moabite. The Rus Bass Bita'i shall Eglon, and Rus was the daughter of the daughter of Eglon. So, like this, um, Balak had a son-in-law, who was a Moabite. And Rus came not directly from Balak. Rus came from Balak's son-in-law. So Rus was a Moabite, not from Balak. Balak was from Midian. Balak's son-in-law was from Moab, and Rus came from the son-in-law. So now it's beautiful. Rus comes from Moab, and Rus comes from Light. Balak doesn't come from Moab. Balak comes from Midian. But uh, I, the Gemara says, Bas um, Bas Benoy. Chayyus says no. It means bas b'tai, the daughter of a daughter. So the the Marit and the Tzafnas Paneach says that ain't what the Gemara says. The Gemara says she's the daughter of the son, not the daughter of the daughter. So therefore, the Tzafnas Paneach gives the same three answers that the Marit gives. Number one, after the Torah asked her people from um, at the time the Torah asked her people from Mo'yav, Balak was the king of Mayav, so he was included in that prohibition. Or the Torah asked for the people of Mayav because they hired Bilam, and Balak was the one who hired Bilam. Or the Torah asked for the people from ba- uh, Mayav because they didn't feed us, and Balak didn't feed us. The only thing is, the Tafnas Paneach asks that the Gemara says in the Sechta Nazir, the last Maramachim on your sheet, or the second to last, number 22, the Gemara says. That in the Merit... So according to this, Rabbi, so according to the Tzapnas Paneach, if you say like Toisvis, then David and Shloimei they came from Light, how? Because Rus was a Moabite. Why? Because her father was a Moabite. Because Balak's son-in-law was a Moabite. But if you say like the Tzapnas Paneach, then Balak was a Midjani. and Rus was a Midjani. And we don't come from light. So what in the world is the Gemara saying in Nazir? In the merit that the oldest daughter of light preceded the youngest daughter of light, the oldest daughter of light, Mayav, had all the kings of Israel. So the Gemara says the kings of Israel came from light. But according to the Paneach, Paneach, David doesn't come from light. David comes from Midian. Unless you say that Two things. You could say that Safnas Panech is right. Balak is the Midiani king. Even though he's a Midiani king, the Isra of Maiev applies to him. It also happens to be that he had a son-in-law who is a Moabite that Rus comes from, but that's not the issue here. The Gemara doesn't talk about that, but that's also true, and that's how she comes from light. Wait, she's, the daughter, she's the daughter of this son-in-law? Yeah. What was his name? The son-in-law? Yeah. We don't know. Jose. <laughs> Jose. Mentioned the name before. Eglon. Eglon. But that was one of the generations. Basically, Rav we've offered four answers so far to explain how could it be that Balak, who is a Midianite king, if that's the case, then Rus is a Midianite, not Moabite. Uh, Answer number one says it's not Das Paneach. The isser of marrying someone from Moab only came after Balak was already the king. Or it was Aser because he didn't feed us, so it applied to him. Or because he hired Bilam, and that applied to him. According to those three answers, we are Midianites, we are not Moabites. Tois Piske Tois seems to say that Rus was not the daughter of the son of Balak, but rather the daughter of the daughter, and then she would be a full-fledged Moabite. I'm going to tell you two answers you never heard before. Comes the Ben-La-Ashri. I happen to be reading the Ben-La-Ashri. And he randomly says that Balak was a Moabite. Balak was from Moabite. Why? Because the Gemara says in the merit of the 42 carbonists that he brought, Rus came in, and Rus was for sure a Moabite. Aye, Barashi says, he was Melech Lemoyav of because originally he's from the princes of Midian. Says Ben Shri, just because he was one of the princes of Midian, it doesn't mean he was a Midiani. He started off a Moabite. But he was a big sorcerer. You know how big of a sorcerer Balak was? Rashi brings him to parsha. He was a bigger sorcerer than Bilam. But if you want to learn sorcery, so where do you go? Go to or any or any institution of uh, any institution of higher education. When I was in South Africa, so they they took me on a Friday to Soweto. You know Soweto, mm-hmm. that place. You know, basically, homeless people living in huts. But even though they don't have homes, they have many televisions. And that's I mean, what do you need to live already? You need a cot. You need a pot, and you need a, many televisions, but there's no electricity. So what do you do? So basically they take wires, and they, they, they're sticking it into the, like the telephone wires across the street. Now, half the time when you stick a wire into a live telephone wire, you, uh, it fries a person instantaneously, and it very often happens to them. Now, in this Makayim, I don't know if I should have gone in there, they have Mamish witch doctor stores. In the yeah. store, you go in, there are shelves of arm bones, shelves of skulls, sh- shelves of rat tails. It's like, you know, anyway. These are the volunteers for the electricity. So that's where, so if, today, if you want to learn uh, Kisha, if you go to Africa. I mean, Why was that, the road there? Was it selling some sorghum? <laughs> <laughs> the darkness what? and the dawn. <laughs> was I doing that? I was giving Shiram. That's what I tell people. This right near there, in Joburg. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, back in the day, if you wanted to uh, learn Kishof, where do you go? You go to Midian. Midian was the king of Kishof. Who lived there? Bilam was there. Who else? Yisroi, who experimented with every Abel Dazar in the world, he probably was very expert in Kishof. He got it in Midian. So Balak... He was a Moabite boy, he grew up in Moab, Moab. he went to Moab day school, he went to Moab high, he ate in the Moabite pizza stores, but when he wanted to learn Kishof, where do you think he went? He went to Midian. And then, so the question is, he went to Midian, but Midianim and the Moabites, they hate each other. But he became so, he excelled so greatly in Kishof, that they made him a prince. And then ultimately he came back and he became the king of Moab. So when Rashi says, He was a prince of Midian, it doesn't mean he was a Midianite. He was a Moabite. He happened to have gone to Midian to learn sorcery and he excelled over there and he became a king over there. But then Moab needed him so he became an itinerant king in his old homeland. That's uh, That's what the Ben Lashri just writes nonchalantly. I happen to find the Ramban says the same thing. So there are many pieces in the Ben Lashri that if Balak was a bigger sorcerer than Bilam, so what we'll, 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 so we'll let Balak Balak knew sorcery know, better. Knew moment, sure. Ah, so asking, but Bilam we'll, knew it, it's we'll timing. Know. It was timing. He was a Navi, he knew the Yoidea Dasalyan. So between the two of them, between his sorcery and his timing, by the way the Ramban writes, they remember we started off with the question that why doesn't the Torah introduce Balak in the beginning of the of Ayar, Balak, Ben Sipar, Melach Moyev? So the Ramban says, look, uh, Balak was a well-known personality in Moab. Everybody knew who he was. He was a warrior. He was a mighty man. And they were very frightened with the Jewish people. So they did two things. Thing number one is they consulted with the Zikne Midyan. The Zikne Midyan said, this Moabite strongman, Balak, you should make him your king. The Ramban says explicitly, I want to show you inside, one two three five lines in the bottom and number twenty one. He was one of the officers of Mayav. So the Ramban also seems to be saying, like the Ben La Ashri, that that Balak was a Moabite. And according to that, there's no question. The question doesn't start. Balak was a Moabite. He was not a Midianite. Now I want to share something with you, which is so obvious and nobody says this. Balak, I contend. Was not a Moabite. He was not a Midianite. Does anybody know what was Bilam? No, Bilam was a Midianite. No, he wasn't. Bilam, Harami. He was from Aram, where his Lavan, came from, Lavan Harami. And where does Balak come from? Take a look at this. Get a look at this. Look at number eighteen. That Balak sent a letter to Bilam, Eretz Bnei Amoy, to the land of his people. Shall Balak Mishamayah? Balak came from there, and when he was together with Bilam, there. Where's there Pisayra? Bilam would tell him, "Kid, you're going to be a kid uh, king one day. Kid, you're going to be a king one day. Kid, you're going to be a king one day." And where is Pisayra? Look in the Tagamunklas. Ushalach. Is Gadin, Levas Bilam, Barba'ar, Lefsar, Aram! Bilam was from Aram! Bolak was from Aram! <coughs> so nobody says this. I don't know why. Bilam and Bolak were from Aram. They're, they're Armenian. And then the Marit's question comes back. What's everybody making this big deal? Rus was a Moabite. Uh, the Marit says, no, she was a Midianite. She ain't a Moabite. She ain't a Midianite. She's an Arami, like we are. Our Zayda Lavan came from Aram. And our other Zayda Balak came from Aram. We're Aramean. Otherwise, right? we're from Aram. That's why we love to learn Gemara. Learn Aramaic. Isn't that interesting? So you can't say like the Ben-Lashri and the, and the Ramban, that he was a Moabite, but he didn't come from there. You have to go back and say like the Marit, that at the time of the Gezerah, he was the king of Mayab. The only question is, if he was from Aram, and then he became the king of Moab, then he doesn't come from from light. Do we know for sure that David comes from light? We certainly have many proofs to that. But one is the Balaturim in this week's parsha. You should have it on your sheet. The last Mar number twenty three. The Balaturim says that when Balak told Bilam to curse. Billam said, I'm from Aram! I'm from Aram! And you guys, you Balak, you're an ingrate. If not for Avraham, your grandfather Loit never would have come to the world because Avraham saved Loit, your grandfather. Balak, So how could you start up with these people? These people are the children of Avraham who saved Loit, your grandfather. What's the Balaturim saying? Loit's not Balak's grandfather. uh, Balak is from Aram. He became the king of Moyov after being the king of Midian. What has Loit got to do with Balak? So basically, the Maharit learns that Balak was a Midianite. It seems he's from Aram, but the most logical thing to say is he is Moabite through and through and then we could understand how he comes from Loit and then we could understand how the issue of Mayavi Mayavi applied to his descendants but there seems to be a great deal of confusion as to the origins of Balak. He seems to have been born in Aram he was a prince of Midian he was the king of Moab but somehow he became Moabite he changed his identity somehow because like, he identified with the Moabites, and that Isser definitely applied to him. Okay, Rabbi, say thanks everybody for listening tonight. Very many uh, would like the new Sefer is available, and we'll see everybody as Hashem next Monday night. Call uh, did anyone have a hard time logging in tonight? Mara, Mara. No. Marav. it? Mara. Mara. Mara.